This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Welcome everyone that's just tuned into Radio K Pulpit. This is Alana Welly for you and I will be with you for the next hour. And this is my program called Body Matters. I hope you all had a lovely week so far. And today I am going to be chatting by myself. I don't have anybody in the studio today. And I just really want to chat about what God has laid on my heart. And so we'll be chatting about surrendering to God, turn back to Him. And then we're going to touch on the characteristics of God. Um, The scripture that I had in mind that um, just summarizes the whole the whole hour that I'm going to be talking is in Romans 10, 13, that says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So that is going to be my talk for today. So I'm going to touch on various things, but I just want to share with you um, this morning what I felt I had in my quiet time. And as I was sitting and having quiet time this morning, this is just what I felt God dropped in my spirit. And what he dropped in my spirit was that, you know, we are in a time of very dark times and like Isaiah 60 it says even though the earth is covered in deep darkness the glory of the Lord shall shine upon us and I just felt that the Lord was saying that the enemy is ready to attack us even more now than even before the onslaught of not just Christians, but those who are not in the kingdom of God. You know, the times that we are living in is really, um, you know, evil times. And the enemy will do anything in his power to keep us from accepting Jesus in our lives. And even for us as Christians, I felt that the Lord said that there will be, the enemy will come with temptation like never before to derail us and to sidetrack us from our walk with God. And that we as Christians need to be vigilant and awake in the spirit just to recognize the schemes and the plans of the enemy. And then that scripture also came to mind where the Lord says, you can't be lukewarm. You know, he says, if you're lukewarm, I will spit you out. And so that was the encounter that I just felt, you know, that God was saying, these are the times that we're living in. You know, the enemy is trying his very, very best to keep us from walking in God's purpose, to living out, you know, what God has called us to do. And, and you know, I, I believe that even the deception is not even going to be subtle, but it's going to be just so blatant in front of us. So, yeah, so my talk today that I want to touch on is turn back to God. So maybe you are a Christian and maybe you have backslidden from God or maybe you have never accepted Jesus in your heart. But I want to encourage you today to turn back to him. Give Jesus another chance in your life. So whatever it may be that is keeping you from turning back to him or entering into his presence is normally a lie or a trap from the enemy to keep you and me from all that God has for us. There are many lies that the enemy plants in our thoughts and keeps us captive. You see, the enemy normally attacks in the mind. That's what Joyce Myers is um 
she's got that book that came out called The Battlefield of the Mind because the battle is normally first in the mind. You see, the enemy will plant fear in our thoughts or lies or will even say that we're not good enough for God. So sometimes our own, even our own sins can keep us from entering his presence. I know sometimes, even as a Christian, when I feel like I've stuffed up or, you know, I've, I know that what I did wasn't right. And, you know, you feel like, oh God, I can't talk to you now. I really, you know, we avoid God. And I think the longer the enemy can keep us in condemnation, the longer the enemy can keep us in sin or guilt, the further we draw away from God. And sometimes we just don't feel good enough. And there's many people that say, you know, I don't feel good enough to turn back to God. If only you knew what what I've done in my life. And I believe that is such a big lie from the enemy. You know, we may also, we may even feel like the Lord, you know, when we draw close to him, that he's going to tell us something we, we don't want to hear or we don't want to be judged or punished for something that we've done wrong. But I just want to let you know that the Lord is a gracious God. For God did not send his son into the world that we might be judged, but to be saved. For I did not come to judge the world, but save the world. And that's in John three seventeen. So while you have breath in you, and while we still have the opportunity, we still have the opportunity to turn to God. You see, we fall under his grace while we are alive. But the minute we die, we fall under God's judgment. You see, we are all sinners. None of us are perfect or innocent before the Lord. In fact, we don't deserve the Lord's grace or mercy. It's only because he decided to pay the price for our sins that we are exempt of the punishment that was due to us as Christians. So in Romans three twenty-three to 26, it says, For all have sinned and all come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. You see, the Lord does not love us for what we do, but for who we are in him. You see, as Christians, nothing that we do can separate us from the love of Christ. And I want to read just Romans 8.38, which says, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from the love of God, neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, neither the powers of hell can separate us from from God's love, no power in the sky above or in the earth below, indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that was revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, nothing you and I have done, no matter how bad, will cause God to love us less. I once asked someone, and um, I know I was at a meeting, and I kind of got at a table, around a table, and I ended up sitting opposite a stranger, and we were just chatting, we were chatting about religion, and I was just bold enough, and I said to him, but why don't you give your life to the Lord? And his answer was to me, but then I'm going to have to give up this lifestyle that I have that I don't really want to, that I'm going to have to change. And I sat there for a minute because I didn't know what to say. And I said, Lord, in my mind, just help me. What do I say? And this is what the Lord said. 
tell him that it's not what he does that matters to me. It is who he believes in. That is what matters. And I knew that was not something that I myself would have thought about. And so it was Holy Spirit inspired. And when I said that to him, it was just like I knew that there was just like a light bulb that went on. Um, because you put your faith, it's, it's where you put your faith and it's what you believe in, who you believe in at the end of the day that matters more. And you see, this might be a word for, for someone out there, you know, you think you're going to have to um, give up your lifestyle and give up everything for Christ. But I want to say when the minute you give your, your life to Jesus, Jesus does the work in you. He makes you willing and able to obey him. And when you know the character of God, when you step out into his boldness, into his love and his grace, you wouldn't want to do the things that you've done before. You see, God's arms are wide open. He gives us an ongoing invitation to enter his presence, irrespective of our sins or our guilt. So no matter what you've done, no matter how guilty you may feel, I just want to say he says, God says, I won't disappoint you. In Hebrews 4.16, the Lord says, come boldly before the throne of grace so that you can obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You see, mercy is compassion or forgiveness shown to someone who deserves to be punished. His invitation is to come boldly with all our issues, with all our sins. God is saying, just come. You know, when God called the disciples, none of them were perfect. You know, they were rough around the edges. And all he said was, just come and follow me. And I, not you, I will make you fisher of men. You see, God will do the work in us when we commit our lives to him. In our own strength and human capacity, you know that we are not even able to overcome our own sins. It's only through the Spirit of God inside of us that we are more than overcomers in Christ Jesus. So even as Christians, when we tend to shy away from the Lord, when we feel like we have sinned or messed up, but we can be reminded, like in Romans 8, 1, that says, There is for now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And in Romans 1, 17, it also says, So in Christ our sins are forgiven, and there is no condemnation before God. So it is the sinner who is in Christ. Not only that, but God has raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. You see, we need to understand that as Christians, that Jesus has already paid the price for our sins. This doesn't mean that we won't sin again, but that we have a continuous forgiveness from the Lord. You see, we have a responsibility when we do sin to walk in repentance and as Christians, we have access to forgiveness of our sins all the time. You see, when we repent, the Lord says that he is faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins and remember it no longer. So if the Lord forgives and remembers our sins no longer, why do we still hold on to it? You know, why do we still ponder on it? And why do we allow it still to make us feel bad and guilty? You see, the enemy's strategy is always to remind us 
of our sins. And he tries to keep us in a place of captivity, that place of guilt, that place of unworthiness, which in return, as I said earlier on, keeps us from entering the Lord's presence. So even if we fall into the same sin, because we're all sinners, there are things some of you might be struggling with, um, you know, and you're working it out with God, but just keep on repenting and ask the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the helper. Whatever you're battling with, call on Holy Spirit to help you to overcome that sin and just keep moving forward in Christ because somewhere there will be a breakthrough. And Psalm 37 verse 24 says, Though he falls, he shall, be, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. You see, the Lord is ready to help us out. He is our ultimate father. If we think of us being parents, I mean, I've got four children. And I mean, if I think about my children, and I'm sure if you think about your children, it doesn't matter how much they disappoint you. Or, or if they sin, or if they do things we don't like, or if they get caught up in things. As, as a mother or a father, we, are continue, we continue to love them, and we do everything in our power to help them to get back on track. We'll give everything for our kids. So how much more does our Father in heaven care about us? You see, the Lord even says that every morning His mercy is fresh upon us. Yesterday's sins are forgotten, and he sees every day anew. Um, Lamentations 3, 22 to 23 says, It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed, because his compassion fell not. You see, God is a God that is compassionate. You know, he has a heart for us. Every time I read the scriptures where he healed people, it was out of his compassion that he healed people. And God wants to heal you. You know, God wants you to draw near to him. You see, they are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. That's what God says. Great is his faithfulness. He is a good God. He does not hold grudges against us. He does this so that we will not walk in condemnation or guilt. So if we think about the Bible, almost every hero in the Bible, whether it was David that committed adultery, you know, all of them failed God. Samson failed God, but God still used them mightily. You see, the Lord will rescue his servants. No one who takes revenge in, in him will be condemned. No one who takes refuge, sorry, not revenge, refuge in him will be condemned. And that is in Psalm 34, 20, 22nd. So my message for you is let go of the guilt and know that God is merciful. His arms are always wide open to receive you. It doesn't matter what you've done or what you're going to do or how much more you're going to stuff up in the future. You see, God knows the beginning from the end. He knows already before you mess up that you're going to, or before you sin that you're going to sin. But as long as you're alive and as long as you've got breath in him, you can turn to God. He is gracious and he is merciful and he abounds in love. So on that note, I just want to take a short break and then we'll come back. 
Hi, you've just tuned into Body Matters and you're with Alana Willy for you. And I've just been chatting a little bit about turning back to God and also just looking at the things that keep us from God. You know, why don't we want to give our lives to Him? Or, you know, why don't we want to turn back to Him? And then we're just touching on God's grace and His mercy and that His arms are wide open for us. And I think sometimes when we think about God, not everybody sees God as a, um, you know, as a good God. Um, you know, sometimes our perspective of God is, you know, so warped. And so I just want to touch a little bit on the Father's heart. You know, what is God's character? And so we need to understand and believe that the Lord is a good Father and He wants the best for us, even if we don't feel like we deserve it. If It is the Lord who wants to heal us and see us prosper and walk in the plans and purposes that He has for our lives. You know, most of us may struggle to believe this concept because we don't believe that we are good enough or deserve the good things that God has for us. But who are we to determine what God's best interests for us are? You see, our way of thinking is not God's way of thinking. You know, God is not interested, as I said earlier on, in what we do. He's interested in who we are as people. You see, we don't have to perform in order to gain his acceptance, love or favor. As I said, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. He loves us just the way we are. So from my experience of inner healing, and I've um, done inner healing or SOSA for um, a couple of years, and in my discovery um, of, of doing inner healing, I've determined that many of our perceptions of God is somehow related to the way we view our earthly fathers. And I know I've mentioned this in um, previous programs. Um, And it's not just the way we perceive our earthly fathers, but also our childhood experiences. So our perception of God may be that he's a disciplinarian or he's not available or he's strict or even unapproachable. Um, and then some of us might have a, a very good childhood experience and we, um, you know, our fathers might have been close or our heroes and we had a good relationship with the earthly fathers. And I've realized that people that had a good relationship with the earthly fathers was more readily to accept Father God as a good father. So we must remember that our earthly fathers are not perfect. You know, sometimes I say broken people raise broken children. We all fall short. None of us are perfect. And that is why we desperately need God. And even as parents, you know, um, unknowingly, sometimes we say and do things that hurt our children. And we don't always realize the impact it has on them. And it's not that our parents were harsh or Um, You know, it's just the way they knew best to raise us. You see, humans will always fail us in some other way. But God is perfect. He's the perfect father and he will never fail us. So don't put your trust in man. Put your trust in God. He is our creator and our father. And in John 3, 1, it says, see what kind of love the father has given us that we should be called the children of God, and so we are. You see, the Lord does not think or see us the way we think or see ourselves. We're very critical upon ourselves. You know, we look at our flaws, we look at our, and who knows, maybe we even think we're better than what we really are. But as humans, we don't have an accurate perspective of ourselves. Because we live in a fallen world and our vision 
is distorted by our earthly paradigms. You see, God sees us perfect and undefiled for the very purpose he created us to be. You know, I often think about it, you know, when um, it just made me think of a time when I brought someone with to church and I know they were going through a difficult time and they've been through a lot and they've struggled with a lot of things. And there was a lady that was um, a prophetic lady in the church um, that was going to be be chatting. And this person said, I don't want to go. I don't want to go because what if they see, you know, that dark side in me? What if they reveal something I don't want to reveal? And um, I just said to that person, you know, God sees us, whatever, you know, when someone gives you a prophetic word, that word is the way God sees you. God always sees the best in you. He always sees what he had planned for you before the enemy came to distort your vision, before the enemy um, afflicted pain or hurt on your life. God had a plan, a perfect plan for your life. And, um, you know, he knows everything. He knows us beyond our scars and our hurts that were afflicted upon us by the enemy. He knows our heart and our potential, our calling, our purpose, our strengths and our weaknesses. So just coming back to the prophetic, um, um, you know, word, if you get a prophetic word, it will always be a word to encourage. It's always a word to encourage and uplift, and it always needs to either confirm what God has told you already or what God, the potential that God sees in you. So let me just clarify that before I carry on. You see, um, God looks beyond our faults and our sins because he created us, as I said, for purpose. He wants to heal us. He wants to give us hope and deliver us from the enemy and the things that keep us captive. He wants us to live in righteousness, peace, and joy. He wants us to know the truth about our worth and our identity and authority that we have as sons and daughters of the Most High. You see, the Lord is for us. He's not our enemy. He's not against us. And that you'll find in Romans 8.31. You see, He's a God of love. The more we spend time with God, the more we will get to know his character. And in Psalm 145, verse 8, it says, The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. And in Psalm 116, verse 5, it says, The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the simple-hearted. When I was in great need, he saved me. Be at rest once more, O my soul, for the Lord has been good to me that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. You see, it's out of a relationship with the Lord that we will experience his goodness. Our Father God is approachable and we can ask him for anything. And in Matthew seven eleven, it says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give what is good, who ask him. You see, the Lord is so patient with us and our circumstances. He knows we are not perfect. He is the one working in us, molding and shaping us into his image. He is waiting for the right time to fulfill his promises in our lives. And God's promises are yes and amen. Um, the Lord's timing is always perfect. 
In 2 Peter 3 verse 9 it says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises, as some people understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. And this scripture that I want to read right now is Psalm 103. And I think this is such a beautiful description of God. And so I'm going to read from um, Psalm 103 from um, verse 1 to 13, which says, Praise the Lord, my soul, all my innermost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Because with God, there's benefits. Who forgives all your sins and yields all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like an eagle's. I think we all desire to have a renewed youth. You see, the Lord works righteousness and justice for the oppressed. He makes known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, bounding in love. He will not always accuse us, nor will he harbor his anger towards us forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or pay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, he removes our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. You see, that's so beautiful. I love that scripture in Psalm 103. You see, we need to believe that God is good and that he and that He is who he says he is. Everything that is good comes from God. It says in James 1.17, every good and perfect gift comes from above. And in Psalm 136, there is, um, it just repeats this verse over and over again, 26 times, that his love endures forever. You see, sometimes we say, but bad things happen to Christians. We don't always know why. But one thing is for sure, if we place ourselves in God's hands, he works all things out for the good of those who love him. We may never understand everything that God is busy with. But thank goodness that we can put our lives in the hands of God. So trust God's character today. He is a good God. He will not disappoint you. And I just want to end on that note for now. And let's take a short break and then we'll be back. Thank you. Hi, this is Alana Olefier and you've just tuned into Body Matters. And I am just um, busy with my program. I'm chatting about turning back to God. And we looked at God's heart and his character and that he's merciful and gracious. And I just want to plead to all of you out there who, who feel like you have just, you know, you've, you might have drifted from God or you might have, um, you know, not given your life to the Lord. I, I just want to urge you to surrender. So I want to talk about surrender um, in this last part of my, my program. So I'm not sure what the condition is or how bad your situation is that you are finding yourself right now. All I want to say to you is that while you have breath in you, there is hope. And God is a God of hope. You see, nothing is impossible for him. 
and you might be having, you might have a, a serious illness or you might have health issues or whatever it may be that you're battling with. You see, nothing is impossible for God. He can turn what seems hopeless right now into your greatest testimony. You see, only God can help us through our situation. He is our maker and our creator. You know, as humans, we only have limited knowledge and understanding. But God is all-knowing. He alone knows everything about us. He even knows the number of hair on our heads. That's described in Luke 12, 7. He, put our, he knows our bodies inside and out. He is the one who knitted us in our mother's wombs. And he put us together and saw our bodies being formed, as described in Psalm 132. So how can we trust in God's creation? and not in the all-knowing creator. Why put our trust in man when we can have direct, direct access to our maker who understands our bodies and our minds better than, better than anyone else? I mean, who can understand our minds and, and, and the purpose he created us for but the maker? You see, God is the potter and we are the clay. Surely if he made us, he can heal us. He can mend our broken hearts. He can supply all our needs. You see, no human can help us in our darkest hour but the living God. And in Psalm 118 verse 8, it says, It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in people. You see, the Lord will not intervene in our situation if we don't give him access into our lives. If you have not given your life to the Lord, or you have neglected your relationship with him, I want to encourage you that it's never too late to make him Lord and God of your life and allow him to do what only God can do. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past or how messed up you feel on the inside. Like I said, the Lord's arms are wide open to receive you. And today could be the day of your salvation. You see, when you make the Lord the Lord God over your life, you give him permission to do what no human can do in your life. You surrender under his rule and his authority. You see, God is not human. He's above all human understanding. He knows everything, your future, your past, and nothing is a surprise to him. He knows your hurts. He knows your circumstances, your weakness, your strengths. He knows what you've been through. And today I'm asking you, hand it all over to him and commit your lives to Father God who cares deeply about you and your situation. So in Psalm 138, it says, The Lord will perfect that which concerns you. Your mercy and loving kindness, O Lord, endures forever. Forsake not the work of your hands. In Psalm 138 verse 8 it says, The Lord will work out his plan for your life. For your love, your, for you, Lord, are faithful. O Lord, your, um, you endure forever. Don't abandon me, for you have made me. You see, you may be worn out and burdened by your situation. It may feel like you're alone and at a place of hopelessness. But the truth is that you're not alone. You see, God, he sees you and he understands your pain. And I'm just urging you, surrender it all to him. What the Lord can do for you will far outweigh what you can accomplish in your own human capacity. 
In Matthew eleven twenty eight, verse 30, it says, Come to me, all of you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In Psalm 68, 19 to 20, it says, Praise be to the Lord. Our God and Savior, who daily bears our burdens. Our God is a God who saves from the sovereign Lord comes escape from death. And Romans 10, 13, and this is what I started off with, and I want to end off with this. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Draw near to him today, call out to him, and surrender every burden to him. And I just want to end off there today. I hope that I've encouraged you that no matter how far you've fallen off the track to come back to God. And I know I'm repeating myself because you need to hear that God's arms are open for you. He's not there to judge you. He's there to save you while you've got breath in you, while you've got life in you. Turn to God. Don't be stubborn. Surrender everything in God's hands and I just want to end off with a prayer and um, anyone who wants to recommit their lives to the Lord you can just repeat after me and any one of you feel like you've just gone off track and you just feel you need to make this recommitment just just say after me just pray with me so Father God we come to you today and we declare that we are sinners we declare, Father, that without you we are nothing. Today, Father God, I commit my life into your hands. I surrender everything to you. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean with your blood. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Consume me with your spirit, Father God. I want you to be Lord and God over my life. Thank you that I belong to you. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer, I want you to believe because it's by faith that you are saved. Believe that whatever you have spoken, that God has heard your prayers and that you are a child of God. And if you want to just to reinforce that, just tell someone, share it with someone today, that today was the day of your salvation. And I know that, um, you know, heaven is pleased. I know there are people in heaven looking down pleased. And the Father God is pleased and the angels are rejoicing for one person that turns their lives back to God. And just remember that it's God who does the work in you. Um, God is not expecting you to go and just change all of a sudden. Just trust God. Trust His Holy Spirit to do the work that the work He started in you, He will bring it to completion. And the Lord will never leave you nor forsake you call on him call on him just press into the lord today 
and your life will never be the same again. So thank you so much for for tuning in um, with me today and just listening to the word that I really felt that God had laid on my heart. And yes, unfortunately, it's the end of my program. And we'll meet again next Saturday at the same time. Have a beautiful, blessed week. Um, from me, Alana Willifier. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.